There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs. The people who are doing life wrong. The speed bumps of life. The people that are in your way every day. The unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled, drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. Let's have some action. Let's have some asses wiggling. I want some perfection. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Day. Action, absolutely. Perfection? Well, that's your call. This is episode 218. Not far right. Right so far. Fans first, as always, shouts out to Johnsy following the show on SoundCloud. And by the way, this show is found on the following platforms. Amazon Music and Audible, American Podcasts, Angami, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Audible, Boomplay, Breaker, Captivate, CastBox, Castro, CurioCaster, uh, Deezer, Ghana, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, GeoSavid, Luminary, Overcast, Pandora, Player FM, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Podbay, Podcast Republic, Podchaser, Podhero, Podomatic, Podstation, Podtail, Podverse, Podvine, Radio Public, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Wisdom. Okay, so about the title. Not far right right so far. Pronation has been right about Hunter Biden's laptop, false claims of Russian collusion, COVID origins, January 6th, and coming soon, Epstein's Island. Who in the media tricked you? Answer, all but Fox. Don't you love the knee-jerk reaction to people say they hate Fox News? Yeah, I get it. It's glitzy. It's very show-busy, like all mainstream media, and Fox can indeed be inflammatory, but they still bring visible, audible proof and facts to the table. 
There's a reason why Newsmax was removed from DirecTV and AT&T. Do you really think that's normal, legal, moral? Don't you think that's kind of suspicious, amateur nation? Time now for your post of the week by at Libertarians DP. How come the only animal, cow, that is marketed as dangerous for the climate is the one that provides perhaps the best source of proteins and fats? There is a reason why carnivores and others still mostly go to cows. Climate Nazis don't care about the farts and feces of any wild animals. Think about how many wild animals are out there just recklessly farting and pooping unchecked. Well, Amateur Nation? Well, we're waiting. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you'd better start from the beginning. Topic number one. Now, I told you last episode that I'd be covering the latest Chris Rock Netflix special, so let's get to work. Now, truthfully and oddly, as a comedian of 26 years, I had no plans to watch Rock's special until I saw the headline, Chris Rock Torches, Wokeness, Meghan Markle, and Will Smith in Netflix special, Don't Fall Into the Woke Trap. And as I said last week, except the problem with that is that he fell into the woke trap when he hosted Saturday Night Live during the shutdowns, the pandemic, with his snide remarks, thoughts and prayers go out to the virus when Trump had COVID. I remember the look on his face as he said it and how he paused before he said it. It was not a comedic pause. It was like he was thinking in that moment, should I say this? But you already did the setup, so now you got to finish the joke because he knew at that moment he sold out. I thought Will Smith's bitch slap just may have snapped him out of it. And as I said last week, Amateur Nation has been allowed way too much leeway and wiggle room, and now we all pay for it. Rock should have at least taken a swing at Will Smith. I mean, he talked about it on his special, how Will Smith is bigger than him. So what? He could have landed one. At the very least, shocked Will Smith into coherency. Let's see how far Will Smith was willing to go. That may have woken Will Smith up, and America. I don't care how small Chris Rock is to Will Smith. You just let someone bitch slap you on live, national, global television with no fight back? I know he was stunned. Fine, be stunned for a second, then chase that motherfucker down and land one. What kind of man is that? Rock could have gone to legendary status instantly. No one would have blamed him for returning a punch. But instead it was, oh, he handled it with such class. And I get it, that he was caught off guard. Fine, get yourself composed, process the fact that you were assaulted on global TV, and then march out to the crowd and punch that motherfucker in the mouth. But here's the thing, because Rock never retaliated, I could see how many thought it was staged because of that. I was not one of them. I never said it was staged. I'm not saying Rock would have emerged victorious in that fight. I really don't think he would. But I also don't think it would have turned into a trading punches kind of brawl. But it would have sent a message called, Hey, I don't take this lying down. I'm fighting back. I get it. He was taken by surprise. Okay, he was sucker punched. Rock defending himself then and there would have saved the nation some time and dialogue. And Chris Rock himself. And he still could have done jokes about it on his next Netflix special. But all I saw on Chris Rock's face, and of course, I could be wrong, is regret. 
So since he didn't fight back, I wish Chris Rock would just say these words. Fuck you, Will Smith, you little cuckolded bitch. That's the Chris Rock I know. So I saw the headline, became slightly hopeful, and I watched Chris Rock's special. Now let me be clear, I'm not saying I'm better or funnier than Chris Rock because I'm simply not. But six minutes in, and I know when I see a forced performance. Chris Rock was not relaxed. He just wasn't. He was not in a flow. He couldn't get into a flow. He might have been confident. I mean, come on, he did it. He did his job. But I mean, this is he was not the old Chris Rock confidence in your face, cocksure swagger that I remember. He came out of the gate with disclaimers. The whole show smacked of trying too hard. He was simply nervous. Sorry, but Chris Rock didn't cover any new ground that I haven't been covering on this show for 217 episodes and counting. And he also falsely and presumptuously stated that white men think they're losing the country. White men don't think we're losing the country. What we would like is a unified country. What we don't want is to be celebrating every nimrod with a pulse just because of their color, their race, or their sexuality. I would say all sane people of every color think America is losing itself. Poor, uneducated minorities and the poor, uneducated white population and the sexually maligned, the people who are starved for attention that Chris Rock spoke of, are hell-bent on destroying it. We don't have time to pay attention to you, amateur nation. We have a country to save, and if it's white men that speak up the most about it, so be it. You're welcome. For trying to save your lazy, worthless, entitled, uninformed, ignorant commie asses so you have a country to live in with freedom. Idiots. And boy, I bet he was feeling stupid talking about the January 6th insurrection now that we have seen with our own eyes something we've always known. It wasn't an insurrection. It was a few out-of-hand people who got a self-guided tour by police with no violence towards police, orchestrated by our current administration going all the way to the then-Speaker of the House, Nancy, hit me again, Pelosi. Chris Rock, you failed yet again, talking about the Capitol riots. You really should have waited to release the special until you saw those January 6th tapes. But it was more important for Chris Rock to do this pandering shit in a crowd full of people in Baltimore, a city that was ignored and neglected by the Democrat Party and has been for decades. It's been two years, and Baltimore is a bigger shithole than ever. But funny how the audience, filled with mostly oppressed black people in Baltimore, still have money for high-priced tickets to go watch Chris Rock. Maybe next time, try this performance in a red city. You know, Chris Rock used to be someone I respected. He knows he lost his way. He lost his edge. And now he is indeed pandering. He is trying to play both sides of the fence. All he does is complain about how white people run stuff. I'm sorry, do we not have an entire network devoted to black people? Studios? All black casts and movies and TV shows? He actually complained that there were no black couples on commercials. Saying it's only mixed race couples. I'm tired of being a victim. You'd think... But there it is. Folks, as someone who has auditioned for thousands of commercials and TV shows when I lived in L.A., I don't think it's that hard to see that there are only so many commercials and so many TV shows and we can't represent every single race, color, and sexuality every single time. Products need to be sold. 
Stories need to be told the right way, accurately, or so that they make sense. That's like saying, hey, you know what? I'm painting my house, and I want every color on the Sherwin-Williams color palette represented. Great, now your house looks like a kaleidoscope threw up, and it has no defined style or motif or cohesiveness. But at least you treated all the colors equally. Are you that stupid amateur nation that you're only going to buy a product or service because a person of your race is in the commercial? If so, you're too stupid to be a consumer. You buy a product because it's good, reliable, available at a fair price, and does what it's supposed to do. Entire months are devoted to black people, gay people. Certain weeks and days are for minorities of various races and sexualities. We have parades. We're changing labels on products. They're tearing down statues, changing school names. And how is any of this changing the country for the better? What, white people get the entire year? No, no, no. Everyone gets the entire year. Don't think just because there's Black History Month and Women's History Month and Gay Weeks and Gay Pride Month, those kind of things, that the rest of the year, they just are oppressed. They get nothing. They have no freedoms. They, they, they can't get any goods and services. Just that month that celebrates their race or sexuality. All the riots and the protests. It was destruction for destruction's sake. Do you want to be a majority of your race or your sexuality? Great. Go to another smaller country. Otherwise, live here peaceably like sane pronation does. Chris Rock himself, by definition in the special, is playing the victim card and the oppressed card. I wish he would have done the special 10 years ago. Oh, actually, he did when he had balls, not Will Smith's balls in his mouth. Talking about the Capitol riots, you really should have waited to release the special until you saw those January 6th tapes. Funny how there was no mention of Antifa or Black Lives Matter. Burning down cities, entire city blocks, private and public property, tearing down statues, looting, rioting, murdering that took place over the entire summer of 2021. He actually had the balls to say Republicans lie and Democrats leave out key pieces of the truth. That was a lie. Republicans have been right about, as I said, COVID origins, vaccine ineffectiveness, vaccine danger, voter fraud, censorship, election fraud, January 6th. Am I forgetting anything? Other highlights include him talking about the late Robert Kardashian being a friend to black history because he freed OJ, despite the fact that he killed two white people. And as Chris Rock put it, that's a special kind of black excellence. I'm not offended. Just noting how he plays both sides of the fence. So he's a proud black man preaching black power by dropping the N-word every chance he got to pander to the lowest common denominator in Baltimore while making the other races in the audience comfortable with it because he himself is a black man. It's a nice compromise. I thought it was a clever joke how he talked about the benefit of dating a trans person or having a trans person in the family saying that when you watch the game, they could read defenses. Don't trans people get pissed off about that? It's denying that they were a woman. But wait, no. Women can understand football, right? See how it all gets nice and muddy? It's offensive to trans men and biological women, but then again, it's all okay because Chris Rock said it, and he's black, which is a dumb reason for anyone to be allowed to say anything simply because of their color or sexuality or height or weight or lack of hair or any other reason. See, this is why it's called free speech, and it's for everyone. If you went to a store... 
and there's a sale and it says, buy one, get one free, except for black or white people or Latin people or Asian people. All hell would break loose and rightfully so. So let me be clear. I wasn't offended by anything he said. I'm a comedian. It, I just, it's really hard to, I only get offended, as I said before, if you question my work ethic or my integrity or my loyalty, me personally. I was embarrassed for the lackluster performance and his playing both sides of the fence. He seemed bored. I was. I only laughed twice. There was easily a five-minute stretch when the audience didn't even chuckle. This was not a five-minute setup with this big payoff at the end. I mean this. Watching Chris Rock's special actually put me in a bad mood. Because his performance, his material, is disappointing. This could have been the best performance of his life. And I, would, I like to say, well, I mean, he threw it together quickly in response to, it's been a year since Will Smith smacked him. And this is what the result is on stage? And it's because Will Smith broke him. And now this. Topic number two. It's time for This Week in Ungrateful Amateurs, starring former NFL player Colin Kami Kaepernick, the child with a net worth of $20 million, much of it thanks to Nike. Slogan, our child slave employees put blood, sweat, and tears into every pair we make. Recently, Colin Kaepernick was interviewed on CBS promoting his new graphic novel. Oh, well, that sounds about as appetizing as, uh, as a, pie, a big pie, plate of... of- dirt or something and accused his white adoptive parents of perpetuating racism calling his upbringing problematic here he is growing up i was a dick 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 i think still i'm a pretty introverted person i hope it's true to form and that's just kind of how i navigate the world it's his true high school coming of age story his journey embracing his blackness nice Two buzzwords close together, journey and blackness. Despite resistance from many, including his white adoptive parents. I know my parents love me, but there were still very problematic things that I went through. I think it was important to show that, no, this can happen in your own home. And how do we move forward collectively? Why don't the parents publicly defend themselves? I'm going with because honor. Because you don't throw your child under the bus, even when they're adopted, even when they slander you. Yeah, they're bad parents, all right. Ungrateful little bitches, aren't they? He sure is. And that brings me to this sidebar. Can we stop with the blackness and whiteness? If you're going to pander and lie and whine and complain and virtue signal and play the victim, at least makes sense embracing his black skin color. In my opinion, the word whiteness is a passive-aggressive insult and insinuation of only negative aspects of white culture, whatever they may be, while blackness seems to be a backhanded compliment to black culture. Your thoughts? Email me, lou at lucantini.com. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick's parents really screwed up. You know, they only fed you, clothed you, sheltered you, and oh yeah, let's not forget chose you, adopted you, put you in a position and or positions where you could even be a candidate for the most elite sport in America. He's a complete amateur. 
Find me at LouSantini.com and at LouSantini on YouTube, especially on Sneak Peek Thursdays with 60-second previews for next week. I'm also on Getter at LouSantini, Truth Social at LouSantini3. Send this short text to one person. You gotta listen to Amateur Nation. Or copy and paste this episode link. Topic number three is next. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off No Amateurs t-shirt today. Hi pros, Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available and you can get a free month subscription to dry bar comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world, and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Topic number three. Hit me! For the first time in a very long time, we have to fight for our country. I'm looking at people standing in line waiting to see Donald Trump speak in Iowa in freezing cold. There's not a lot of people that would do that. I know it seems like a lot of people. We had a huge crowd, yes. But in reality, it's not. And that's because we're busy. We're trying to keep our lights on, food in our fridges, and gas in our tanks. We're also getting despondent. A lot of people are like, what's the point? They're not going to fix anything. No one's going to be accountable. No one's going to jail. No 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 one's getting executed for treason, as they should be. The politicians and corporations are so corrupt and so powerful. And they are. Not to mention the very real possibility of yet another fraudulent election. For the longest time, we lived a life of ease in the sense that we did not have to fight for our freedoms. At least not this much, to this degree. We got complacent. And we liked it. And we miss it. And I miss it. And that's the way it should be. I'm not saying taking freedom for granted. But when you have the freedom that we used to have, you can relax. You can work harder knowing that your money is going farther, that you're providing for your family and you'll have something into retirement. And if there's a medical emergency, it's not going to bankrupt you. Now we're worried about eggs and gas and getting parts for something that's broken in our house and having that not take three months. I miss not worrying about freedom of speech and the right to protect myself 
and being canceled and what I have to say on stage and who I might offend and watching much better television and movies where grown-ups understood the difference between reality and a TV show. And it pisses me off that I have to wake up each morning literally thinking, how much closer are we to losing everything with food that I want and or can afford or losing capitalism or gas-powered cars? I feel like I'm racing the clock sometimes, like I have to get as much enjoyment in now before this administration really makes us a full-blown third-world country. And we are simply overrun in a short amount of time by communists because at that point, there's, there's no turning back. That's war. We got to keep our guns and we got to stay vocal and we have to stand up for what's right, not what's popular. And by the way, it's not popular. It's merely what the mainstream media is perpetuating to a bunch of pussified, weak-willed, highly emotional, lazy, entitled, virtue-signaling commies. If we lost everything, Amateur Nation would sell you out in a second for the chance to eat a cheeseburger in the front seat of a Dodge Challenger demon. Amateur Nation is not a nation of people with principles. They are a nation of people with complaints, causes, depression, anxiety, triggers, accusations, and feelings. So, Stay vocal, and from now on, don't speak out with quiet dignity, but do it with loud clarity. Not talking about violence. I'm talking about calling out amateur nations' bullshit at every level. Out politicians that work for you and amateurs in everyday life who are part of the bigger problem. Don't get complacent, pro-nation. Do not get complacent. We need to ride this out to 2024. And by the way, that should piss you off that we're on the hang in there course for four years so we can get our country back. So we can get to a point where we don't wake up worrying if we're going to have maybe an extra day of free speech or are we allowed to have a gun in the house or have a burger if we want it. It's normal to worry about, you know, money and your job security, your health, your family and your friends. You should never have to worry about losing freedoms. Not in the United States of fucking America. I have never needed a beer so bad in my entire life. Best I can do. All right, until the beer, let's eat off the a la carte menu, shall we? Regarding last week's topic of the hilarious movie Tropic Thunder being under fire for racism, per alert pro Keith Gillilan of Ohio, he says this, Will the Wayan brothers be in trouble for their movie White Chicks? President Xi Jinping waited a month to help Americans in East Palestine. SVB Bank, next day bailout. Bailing out a bank that donated $73,450,000 to BLM. Remember all the money BLM donated to the big cities with the largest population of poor black people like Baltimore, Detroit, Minneapolis, LA? Oh, dude, meeting's over. But wait, there's more. California Emperor Gavin Newsom lobbied the White House and Treasury of the Silicon Valley Bank without disclosing that his private wineries had been the bank's clients and he may have even had a personal account at the bank. But keep those businesses closed and your masks on, California, you bunch of suckers. California is asshole. What have I been saying? Again, give me examples of how technology in the last 15 years has made our lives easier. 
What, Grubhub? DoorDash? We already had food delivery. AI? Oh, goody. I can cook with two hands while asking what temperature do I need to set the oven on without touching a cookbook. Don't even get me started on medical technology. C. COVID and the untested gene experiment. Electric cars have been proven to kill the planet and the child slaves that mine for your batteries. Not to mention, batteries catch fire, we can't put those fires out, and we don't have a way to dispose of those batteries. Computers? Sure, if you don't mind having your privacy invaded. TV and movie streaming. You know, back in the day, if I wanted to turn on the TV, you'd pull the knob and twist the knob to the correct channel. Two steps! Now it's make sure the Amazon Fire is on, hit a universal remote to turn the TV on, go to the home menu, then find the service I want to watch, wait while that little circle spins around and freezes up. Voila! 30 minutes later, I'm watching the show that I forgot about. Oh, this just in. Time for a global war- I mean, climate change update. Mental patient Greta Thunberg has taken down a post about the world ending in 2023. I mean, how did the prophecy of a mentally ill, exploited, non-scientist teenager not come true? How dare you? Yeah, well... Go fuck yourself. It's only March. There's still time. It's more of a conspiracy. The common news network CNN recently had their worst ratings in nine years. This podcast now has higher ratings than CNN. Wait a minute, you're being sarcastic. Question, who doesn't want to know... Who is on the Epstein Island child rape, I mean, client list? Answer, anyone who is on it. Why wouldn't anyone want to know who, especially those in power, committed child rape? Well, overrated late night talk show propaganda mouthpiece Jimmy Kimmel suggested Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers is a conspiracy theorist and has brain damage for wanting the Jeffrey Epstein client list out. He said, oh, it might be time to revisit that concussion protocol, Aaron. As half the nation said, tell me you're on the Jeffrey Epstein client list without telling me you're on the Jeffrey Epstein client list. That goes in my big book of so there. If you don't want to know who is on the Epstein client list, never speak to me again. Remember when Whoopi Goldberg was funny? I don't either. But I do remember when she was at least fun and not a cranky, bitter, unhappy, bloated commie. Kamala Slingblade Harris has allowed her wife to speak. Listen to Douglas Emhoff not only speaking unconvincingly, but also not being able to even memorize two simple commie buzzwords put together. All right, play the Harris wife drop, please. Talk about masculinity for a moment. Um, Has being second gentleman changed your own view of perceived gender roles or what it means to be a man? Oof, that's this is something I've I've thought about a lot and something I've spoken about a lot. No, you haven't. There's too much of toxicity. It, it's masculine toxicity. Oh, so close. Almost had it. Maybe he suffers from dyslexic masculinity. Or is it masculine dyslexia? Or toxic dyslexia? Nope, nope, I got it. Dyslexic toxicity. We've kind of confused what it means to be a man. We? No. You, girl. He's gay now, if that makes you feel any better. Keep him tucked back, Doug. And nothing to see here. Marilyn Mayer, who recently visited the White House, was busted on 56 child porn charges. I'm sure it's just a misunderstanding. I wonder if it got started on TikTok. Three pro things that are done right. Here we go. Number one.
You know, one of my all-time favorite actors is Kurt Russell. He's just one of those guys where even if the movie sucks, he's good. He's also an example of how a child actor doesn't have to be a train wreck into adulthood. I'm sure he and common-law wife Goldie Hawn have had their issues, but they're still together. I mean, Kurt's body of work, Tombstone, Escape from New York, Overboard, and my favorite role as stuntman Mike in Death Proof, and so many others. Here he is amongst the cackling hens on The View. Why, I have no idea. But besides what he says about our Second Amendment, listen to the sigh. The exasperation in his voice as he talks about gun control. And by the way, the last word that is cut off is existence. Take it, stuntman Mike. My my personal feeling is that there's a big difference between fantasy land Mm -hmm. and reality. Fantasy land is what we do. Um, You're either writing something, writing a song, uh, writing a book. Doing a movie, right. doing a television sure. show, that's, that's fantasy land. Mm-hmm. And that's where that stuff belongs. In reality, when we're dealing with things like uh, terrorism and whatnot, we're all going to have different opinions on, 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 how, to, on how to do it, how to yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Mine happens to be that uh, I think there's a very strong reason the Founding Fathers had for the Second Amendment, and that is that no, gov- no government ever hasn't had to um, fight its own people, and its own people hasn't had to fight its own government. We had our civil war. If that Second Amendment hadn't been there, those people would not have had the opportunity to do what they considered was defending their life, their, their way, their, their style of living. So I agree with that. I, I think that's an important part of our existence. Number two. How about this post from at free.range.mama underscore. Here we go. So having braids is cultural appropriation and wrong. But a man marching around with fake boobs, fishnets, and synthetic hormones coursing through his veins isn't considered gender appropriation, nor should it bother women? She ain't wrong. Number three. Money donated to the poor by BLM. Zero. Actor filmmaker Tyler Perry, $2.75 million. I'll just read it directly from Instagram. Here we go. Actor and filmmaker Tyler Perry is donating $2.75 million to older homeowners in Atlanta to help ensure that they're able to stay in their homes. A few weeks ago, Perry reached out to Atlanta Mayor Andrew Dickens about providing assistance for those residents on fixed incomes who could lose their homes as a result of rising real estate taxes, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. Perry ranked third among the world's highest paid entertainers by Forbes, and he's black, he's in the top three, is going to pay back the property taxes for 300 low-income seniors in Atlanta, the newspaper said. The assistance will cover city, county, and school taxes. Perry will also cover any increase in taxes over the next 20 years for 100 low-income older residents. He has already donated $750,000 for the first year to cover the back taxes and any increase in property taxes and has pledged $500,000 each year over the next four years to ensure the residents don't pay any more in such taxes. The funds will be administered uh, by Invest Atlanta Partnership, the nonprofit wing of Atlanta's Economic Development Authority. It's official. Tyler Perry has done more for poor people than BLM by exactly $2.75 million. 
A free No Amateurs tee if you contribute to the show. You can do that by emailing me, lou at lousantini.com. Catch my Drybar Comedy Special, Amateur Nation. Subscribe to at Lou Santini on YouTube or Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. That goes in my big book of So There's.